0: You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network. Your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. We're joined every Friday by Johnny Venerable. Man, it's the first day that the Arizona Cardinals are going to allow. Patrons into State Farm Stadium to watch practice today. It's going on as we record this podcast. Already some news coming out of Glendale surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. Good news. Good news after the reports from yesterday. This episode brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. Let's just keep it short here. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson Monday through Friday. They're covering all the biggest stories in the NFL, getting you ready for the 2021 NFL season. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Alex, Johnny, uh, a lot to get into today. Let's just let's start off this. The Madden ratings have been coming out each and every day. It's been very kind to the Arizona Cardinals. They had two players, their pass-rushing tandem, or duo, of Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt were in the top ten. Both 94s. Nook Hopkins was the second overall-rated wide receiver at 98, just behind Devontae Adams. And then you had Buda Baker, the second-rated safety of the entire NFL as far as Madden ratings are going. And then they have the quarterbacks. They drop the bomb on us, and they ruin and sour our entire week. The top 10 quarterbacks can't find Kyler Murray in there. Look, just looking at it, as far as the ratings are concerned, Matt Ryan's the lowest-rated quarterback quarterback in the top 10, 85 overall. That means Kyler Murray's either going to be an 85 or lower, and he's certainly not in the top 10. Anybody? I mean, I know we can only take this with a grain of salt, but it's still pretty ridiculous in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, first thing is, we we said this yesterday. I was like, he's going to be an 82 or an 83. And the two main reasons is, two main reasons are, one, he's small, and people think that that's a thing where he's going to get hurt, and then it's going to drop the rating if he gets hit. And number two, it's... The mid, the um, you know, the intermediate passing things that people have constantly been saying, and I think as we've mentioned, it's more about scheme and talent, um, in the intermediate passing range that than more about Kyler Murray actually being a good quarterback. And this is right, and it's going to go up. Madden does the the ratings go up and down throughout the year, right? Yeah, that's yep. been a thing for a while. So yeah. in eighty three is an up. It's not like he's going to be a seventy two. It's going to be an eighty three, and you know. He's not Lamar Jackson, so he's not going to be a 99 because everybody loves Lamar Jackson, even though he can't throw the ball. <laughs> but it, this is just this is what we're seeing. And unfortunately, it's just a stark reminder of how top heavy this roster is. And then finishing eight and eight last year is just another gut punch. Like, look at how many high rated players they have. Take away, obviously, J.J. Watt. How did they only finish eight, eight last year? It's Just a reminder for me, kind of a sour one.
2: Yeah, the Madden ratings are—it's a little bit of a boys' club where you have to kind of be initiated over time. It's—it's it's very much, in my opinion, your resume over the course of you know a three to four year, you know, run of success. Matt Ryan's kind of grandfathered in at, at eighty-five. Wasn't Kyler an eighty-two or an eighty-three last year? Entering the season, maybe an eighty-seven.
1: Eight.
2: Oh man! So they've had yeah, he was in the
1: seven.
2: disrespect for him. I would think though that his attributes play well in Madden yeah. and would have an uptick in his skill set, meaning like, you know, if he's not the fastest straight line quarterback in the NFL, he's definitely in the top three to five. He's got a top ten arm. He's accurate. It's not like his accuracy is sub sixty. So I, I I don't really understand the the rankings so much so because you've got somebody like Matt Ryan who at this point he can't move. His arm is not comparable to Kyler's. I think to to your point it would only be the intermediate passing game that he supersedes Kyler on. Matt Ryan turns the ball way over, way more over now than, than Kyler Murray does. And then you've got somebody like Ryan Tannehill who's had some some moderate success. But I think Kyler's best seasons are very comparable to to what Ryan Tannehill has done in a in a very much run heavy offense. I agree with the top eight quarterbacks that are are ahead of of Kyler. Because Kyler is always going to be right now in that 8 to 12 range. And typically, Dak is not included in that group because he was hurt. He's back now. You know, Dak, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and then, of course, the big four with with Russ, Aaron, Tom, and, and Mahomes. That group, I, I think, has earned that right. And then you've got a mix of about four to six guys who comprised, you know, spots 9 through 12. And Kyler's in that group and that's a good place to be. That's still top typically top third in the NFL. And so, you know, I'm anxious to see if he's, you know, just outside the top 10 or if the disrespect continues, but I saw this and was not surprised.
1: Yeah, 77 last year. DJ Humphrey's probably the most disrespectful rating last year, 73. I I don't know. I I just I, I don't know if they added ratings to help a guy like an old man like Matt Ryan like handing out Werthers candies or something. Like he's probably got a high rating as far as that or driving slow in the left lane. I don't know what how he's blowing twenty-eight to three leads. He he could excel in those departments for for the Madden football game, but not I mean, Kyler Murray, as you said, he's got the skill set that you would want uh, yeah. to play in that game. He's he's kinda like outside of Lamar Jackson, your your best Michael Vick comp in this mm-hmm. year's game. I mean, he's got the speed, he's got the arm
0: strength, he can do everything you want. I mean, yeah. It's just it's easy to it's easy to knock Kyler because they haven't won anything and because But that shouldn't play in the, the Madden
1: ratings. That's what I don't understand. That's it's the, the
0: Cardinals, man. If he was on it's this yeah. it's it's, it's, it's but the, different. I mean, like, he's a, he's not a star yet.
1: I mean the Falcons are not a just, star. He well, I I disagree with that. I just I don't I just don't think people are paying close enough attention. Maybe that's the Cardinals. Maybe that's because the Cardinals have this this uh, stigma around them. I don't know. Maybe it's because they've been irrelevant as far as uh, contending teams since twenty sixteen. I guess we'll be kind there because twenty seventeen was a disaster and twenty eighteen was a bigger disaster. So I don't know. We'll look into it. I mean, it's actually, I'm, we're not going to look any further into it. That We're done with it at this point. I mean, it's Madden ratings are Madden ratings, and usually that's those are for kids uh, 18, 20 years younger than I am. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, Johnny Venerable, Revenge of the Birds. We have some interesting uh, thoughts coming up about uh, the players that are on the uh, the the COVID list for the Arizona Cardinals, and there are a couple that can't stand to miss any time. Now, I know there's nothing they can do about it, but uh, they've, you've got three-fifths of their starting offensive line on that list. And I'm not I'm not concerned about those guys. Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, and Calvin Beecham. Those are actually the three guys that you should feel pretty comfortable with moving forward. But there are a couple guys that uh, are in danger of potentially not making this roster if they miss time. And if they don't perform this preseason, we'll tell you who those guys are. Plus, we'll continue some conversations about uh, some of the storylines that Alex and I have been covering all week long. It's right here. It's on Cardinals. Thank you for tuning in on our YouTube channel. Make sure to hit the like, subscribe. We appreciate everybody that's been tuning in. Comments, we're, gonna, we're replying to all the comments. We've been posting these YouTube uh, episodes at noon every day. And we're loving the action that we're seeing each and every yep. episode. Big time thank you to everybody tuning in and, and participating. All right, let's get into the uh, the conversation about uh, who can't stand to miss any time right after this. Let me tell you this, though. Built Bar. Did you see that the track and field events started last night during the Olympics? And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It's incredible because these guys, women, they can't stand to put something that's going to bog them down on the racetrack. Of course... They're not even going to want to cut any corners as far as taste. And you don't with Built Bar. It's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. It's incredible. Coconut, cherry, Barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, and orange. They're limited time flavors for the summer and they're fantastic. Find out what flavor you like the best. And then also realize you're not cutting any corners nutrition wise. 17 to 18 grams of protein and also calories, just ranging from 130 to 180. Four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams. Of net carbs. Go right now. Built.com use the promo code locked 15 You'll save 15% off your next order. That's locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com or built.com. Did anybody see the video yesterday? Nook Hopkins hanging out with Chandler Jones. Uh, they're just I don't know what they were just hanging out in a social setting, and uh Nook Hopkins brought up a question on his TikTok or somebody saying Chandler Jones was traded to Miami and then they had a little fun with it. Chandler Jones said, that's news to me.
0: I did yeah. see
2: that. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You know, Chandler's got the kind of laid back sense of humor that, again, I think he, he is very much at peace now with, with what's going on. He knows he's going to play this season. He knows he's going to get paid $15 million. And if he plays well, whether it be for the Cardinals, whether it be for, for Miami, whomever, he's going to get paid handsomely in the offseason. And thankfully for Chandler, he plays a position in which outside linebacker, pass rusher, guys can get second and third contracts into their 30s and be paid well. So I I, I, I thought it was much to do about, about nothing. But I also think it shows the camaraderie that the Cardinals have and how important Chandler is.
1: I think what's also important yeah. is just seeing the videos of uh, how he, he's here to play. He's all business. Like there's right. no there's. He's, he doesn't seem to be taking any reps off in practice. Everything I've seen, uh, Chandler Jones looks like he's, he's shown up and he's ready to go, and it's a completely different like, polar opposite approach than Xavier Howard, and it's different because, you're right, in the offseason, in 2022, Chandler Jones is going to be able to negotiate a new deal for himself, regardless if it's an extension with the Arizona Cardinals or if it's with another team.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he he saw the cautionary tale last year with Patrick Peterson. It's nothing's expected. Nothing's gonna be given to him. This is where it's. This is where the business comes into play. You perform well, you can stay and retire a cardinal. You don't, they're not gonna resign you. And Patrick Peterson, um, have we heard from him recently? I don't even know how he's <laughs> feeling about the whole thing. But with, I mean, Chandler Jones's uh, demeanor is obviously a stark contrast to Patrick Peterson. The, the cornerbacks are the divas of the of the uh, the defense, and Patrick Peterson showed that. In you know, um, very much so over the last week, I feel like Chandler Jones is going to play well. He's going to get double digit sacks and he's going to retire a cardinal. You just figure at that point that that's what's in the tea leaves if he plays even above average this year. He doesn't have to be at a Pro Bowl level to be well, retained look at, by the Look Cardinals.
1: at Pat Pete, I mean, he play, he didn't play very well last year and he got 10 million dollars. He, I, in last yeah. report, I heard on Patrick Peterson as he was repeatedly calling Steve Kimes home and hanging up. I think that's what he was doing oh, the last couple of days. Cool. Before you know, I want to get into two players that are on the COVID protocol list right now that can't stand miss any time, but I saw this the other night. This was after Aaron Rodgers held his press conference, and he pretty much just scorched the earth as far as the, the ground that the uh, Green Bay Packers execs stand on. But Kyler Murray put this up on his own Instagram. Do we have any concern about Kyler... Kind of rooting for Aaron Rodgers on the heels of his comments
0: earlier this week. I mean, here's the thing. We don't know anything about Kyler Murray. <laughs> you know? Like we know some. We know that he you know, like he's a very quiet dude regarding like he's smart, obviously. He he he's poignant when he posts things about specific things, but he's still kind of an enigma. And he still hasn't done anything yet. So it's not like with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sat for three years. I think he came in once when Brett Favre got hurt and almost led the Packers game. on a game-winning drive, right? Yeah, they lost, but it was, was it Minnesota? I can't remember. It was, it was, it was, it was, an, it was a crazy game because we didn't really know about Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then, you know, he won a Super Bowl early, and he's had that clout, uh, you know, up until now. But Kyler's got to prove something before he, before he starts playing a hardball. In my opinion, at least, so yeah. I don't read anything into that. But let's let's be clear about one thing, Kyler. We love you. We think you're going to be great. But you got to put up W's before you can throw play any sort of hardball.
2: I disagree. I think Kyler thinks that probably the number one thing that's held this this organization back from winning is a combination of, of personnel and coaching. Uh, I think that. To to his credit, he's come in, he's played all 32 games, Uh, he's put up Pro Bowl numbers, he's kept his team in it in a lot of instances. He hasn't been perfect, and I think he's got probably people in his ear telling him, you know, that organization historically has not done a lot of winning. And I put a tweet out the other day, and the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced of this, Kyler Murray is the second most powerful person in the Cardinal organization behind Michael Bidwell. And I think that the tweet or the, the the Instagram post, the story, kind of encompasses that. But for people that are are fretting of of Kyler Murray leaving or be disgruntled with the Cardinals, number one, waiting cures everything. If they get to the postseason this year, uh, a lot of this is going to be you know downplayed in the in the coming off seasons. But what I will say is, I mean, the Cardinals can't love all the baseball stuff. I mean, the fan base doesn't like it, and yet he continues to kind of play up the fact that he'd like to do both sports, and he's so nonchalant about being a full-time, committed football player 365 days a year. And then you combine that with the fact that it's clear, I think this message was a message to the organization, like, I want say on personnel. I want say on decision-making. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think Michael Bidwell gives him that. I think if they make wholesale changes this offseason – I think Kyler Murray is involved in the coaching search. I think he's involved to some degree with free agency moving forward. And I think until Michael Bidwell gets Kyler Murray to commit to a mega contract, because Kyler clearly knows and understands he has leverage outside of this franchise, they're going to be at his mercy. And again, they're in a very precarious position, that, that being Kyler's camp, that Kyler's putting up numbers. He's succeeding. He's popular. Right? He's the face of this franchise in two years. Pro Bowl, Rookie of the Year, all that. If he puts up another mega statistical season and they don't make the postseason, which is possible. Look at what Deshaun Watson did for Houston last year. Put up big-time franchise numbers. They won like four games last year. You're telling me Deshaun Watson's not a winner? Sometimes you know the competition's too steep. This, this NFC West, the, the margins are so razor thin to win on Sundays, and that typically ends up with who's coaching on the sideline and who's calling the shots in the front office making the key moves during the season. So this franchise has yet to prove to Kyler Murray, this is just my opinion, that they are a sustainable franchise where winning is expected every year. And that's not good enough for him.
1: Well, let me point this out. If, if there is wholesale changes, that means that this season goes pretty poorly for everybody. I mean, if, you, if they're going to move off of both Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury, that probably means... They didn't do very well, and that means that Kyler Murray didn't do enough to merit making these decisions. He's going to be 24 next week, or in, in a couple days, we'll say. Okay, August 7th. He turns 24 years old. Deshaun Watson, I mean, his big problem was that the organization wasn't tapping him for decisions. Aaron Rodgers isn't getting tapped into for the big decisions that the Packers are making. He's won plenty of games. Even He's even got a Lombardi trophy. I think it's a very dangerous situation. Ground to walk on if you start to give that type of power to your 24-year-old quarterback who has won in two seasons. And, and it's look, he took the organization out of doldrums of a three-win season to five to eight. You know, he's won 13 games. But that's not enough to to merit giving him the keys to the franchise. I mean, I, I just think it's it's very concerning to see him kind of take note of Aaron Rodgers at his stage in the career in his in his career and want this power it's not the same for Kyler Murray he's got to earn that he's got to earn that power
0: yeah Real quick listen, well, no listen okay go ahead uh, when you th- talk
2: about the two franchises that are being compared right now though the great Green Bay Packers were with Town USA historic franchise NFL royalty where they feel like no one player can dictate terms and the low self-esteem Never won anything, Arizona Cardinals, right? I think that that's the difference here.
0: The I, I don't with Ky- like you know how many quarterbacks would love to have the roster Kyler has right now. Like, let's not get it twisted here. The Cardinals haven't been a winning franchise from you know their their starting point up till now. They've had a, may have the most losses in NFL history from when from you know their inception. But how many quarterbacks would love to have what the card what what Roster the Cardinals have now, the defense, the offense. It doesn't matter about the coaching and GM. There's over the course of, I mean, of course it matters, but over the course of time, you know how many bad GMs have won Super Bowls because their talent took over? How many coaches have won Super Bowls? Ask Barry Switzer how that went for him when he wasn't under- Alex, is
2: that is that Alex or Steve Keim talking to me right now?
0: <laughs> Listen, you look at that <laughs> roster, and if you make excuses for Kyler Murray because of the Cardinals' history. That's giving him an out. You have to prove it in this league, regardless of where, you, regardless of the ecosystem that you were drafted into. How many quarterbacks, honestly, even quarterbacks on winning teams, would swap rosters to play with the Cardinals right now? Kyler's got to prove it.
1: I think that, like, uh, yeah. Russell Wilson didn't even get that power. I, and I don't know. Maybe I mean, do, do the Cardinals become the first team to really empower their quarterback at that stage in their career? I don't think that that's a successful.
0: Did he go to school for business? Well, uh, did he go to school for business? Did he go to school for player for player personnel for analysis on scouting? I no, think, he went because he's a good football player.
1: Right. Well, I, I understand that. It's just interesting. It was a cryptic kind of uh, he, him sharing it. I just thought it was interesting that he shared it. I don't. There's no, we're not saying anything one way or the other as far as Kyler Murray. Let's enjoy K one being the Cardinals franchise quarterback. It's just it's interesting that you know a guy who's usually pretty mum on most topics. Chose that for his Instagram story. I don't know. Uh, Certainly, you know, I think it was a little bit of strategy on his behalf. All right. We'll finally get into this. There were uh, nine players from the Arizona Cardinals in COVID protocol, and there are a couple players that can't stand the miss Anytime, We'll tell you who they are. Plus, an interesting tidbit from Johnny, kind of on what we're going to tell you. It's all coming up. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Wrapping up. Friday edition, Locked On Cardinals, first week of the Arizona Cardinals practicing in training camp out there, Cards Camp in Glendale. Oh man, it's just been it's been awesome. You had uh, the Nook story last week, you had the Chandler Jones story this Monday, you had uh, J.J. Watt, the issue with the sore hamstring. Good news today, Nook Hopkins, who's out with a minor, was it minor thing? Was that the way that they described it? Uh, he's back at practice catching footballs like he's known to do. Um we have nine players for the Arizona Cardinals on uh, in the COVID protocol. Three fifths of their starting offensive line: Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, Kelvin Beecham, and then you have a pair of wide receivers who I think this is huge for these two guys as they enter their third season. Keyshawn Johnson and Andy Isabella. I just don't think they can stand the missing time at this. You know, I know their hands are tied; they can't do anything about this protocol, and it's important for them to uh, to get back. But it's they can't they once they get back, I mean, it's game time for those two players in order to just make this roster for the 2021 season.
0: I mean, it's unfortunate that we're looking at a six round pick and saying, you know, what, let's hope he pulls through, you know, with Sean Johnson. Him,
1: we've seen him play
0: at a you know, high enough level to think that he can contribute on a week by week basis. I mean, a lot of that was in 2019, though, right? Like he had a couple opportune catches later in the season last year. Um, I remember an important one around the goal line. I can't remember exactly what game it was. Um, but yeah, Andy Isabella, like, I can't help but think, if he was in a different system, would he be performing? Or is yeah. this just an Andy Isabella problem? Andy and, Isabella problem. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. He he really, like... I do. He's not that good. Okay, let me ask <laughs> you this. If you were given... So, I have this theory and It really sticks with basketball more so. Okay. But guys that... Play in college, and they're the star of the team. And then they're, they're asked to come off the bench in the NBA. And they, it never really translate because it's difficult to go from being the star to have to warm up, sit down for 20 minutes, and then go in and perform right away. Do you think that there's, there's a path to, if Andy Isabella was getting more run early to start games, being on the field a lot more in, in four wide-out wide packages, that he'd be able to perform more instead of getting cold on the sidelines and being asked to be the fastest guy in, in the arena? or fastest guy in the stadium, or is that
1: scrapping it? The last game that he played before he went on his inactive streak at the end of the season, he got 85% of the snaps. He got got plenty of opportunities to play. He got plenty of opportunities to go out there and get open. Couldn't do it.
2: Yeah, I think you're just overthinking it. This is a kid who went to UMass, and yeah, he put up historic numbers at UMass, but that's not big boy college football. And that DK Metcalf Isabella deal is going to haunt them for the next half decade plus, if it hasn't already. And they've used a second round pick on a wide receiver every year dating back to 2017 when they took uh, Christian Kirk. So what I can tell you, or I think that was 2018, when they took Christian Kirk. So what I, what I would say to that is, specifically with Keyshawn Johnson, I think they did him a disservice last year. I think they there was pressure to put Isabella higher on the depth chart because of his draft status. And the fact that he flashed at times during his rookie year. But Keyshawn is more of that consistent fifth or sixth receiver that you can plug in, can make a couple nice third down catches, play special teams, right? Sixth round pick. And then had a really good rapport with Kyler, I thought, as rookies. And I thought he was going to take a step next last year. Um, what I can see visualizing happening here moving forward is I, I think Andy's time with the team is is coming to an end, especially... If Rondell Moore comes in and takes that job and runs with it and just makes Isabella just a complete afterthought, because essentially they're going to fill that same role of what the, is Isabella was supposed to be. But Rondell Moore is just much a, a much superior college prospect. If he can come in and run away with that job, there's really no reason to have Isabella on the roster. And what I'll say is they're going to carry, you would think, six wide receivers. Okay, So that that would assume that you've got your two outside receivers in Hopkins and Green. Kirk settled in on the slot. Rondell Moore is your fourth receiver by default. And then it it gets interesting, especially if you bring back one Larry Fitzgerald and he comes back and takes the mentor fifth receiver option. Then you really need that sixth receiver to be a special teams kind of standout player that you're not afraid to put in games and be a complete liability a la Isabella. So I would think... Keyshawn has a much better chance right now, even with the COVID situation. And I could be wrong. There could be an undrafted player that, that steps up and, and looks good. I'm just going off of his the two's pedigree side-by-side, side, Keyshawn and Isabella, dating back to, to when they were drafted in 2019. I just think that, to me, what does Isabella do well? I, I don't think you can say anything, right? Fast. And the fact that... Bo's <laughs> yeah, point, being inactive when they were desperate for receivers at the end of the season, they view him as a liability. I think that there still is an opportunity that he will be dealt for a late-round pick this preseason when, when guys are going down and, and somebody across the league needs a body, right, and it's going to take a flyer on him, like we just saw with what the Bears did with Anthony Miller, right, what we saw with the Niners, with Dante Pettis last year. The time is coming for Isabella. I think that if they would if they would have been smart in the offseason, they would have packaged him already. Maybe you could have gotten Gruden to take him, you know, as a flyer for Rodney Hudson. I thought your best route to to offload Isabella would be to package him with another player and a pick. So it, it doesn't look quite as lopsided. But at this point, I think you just got to cut your
1: losses. Sounds like the, so you're going Talladega Knights like uh, <laughs> Reese Bobby, Ricky Bobby leaving the ticket for his dad. Is that what or Larry Fitzgerald? game plan we're just going to leave a ticket for him and if he takes uh, it that's his roster spot it'd be uh
0: i just i don't see larry fitzgerald coming to be the fifth option and not getting paid 10 million dollars i just don't see it john
2: Gamadaro said that he he thinks it will be minimal with incentives and if if i'm larry again if i get the benefit of skipping majority of the off season if not everything in the off season and the majority of camp and i can slide in and, and still be active on the roster and get to play with these guys and have an opportunity to maybe make the postseason i I mean he would have if he would have definitively wanted to retire he would not he's not gonna retire weeks before the season I think the only way that happens is if he comes to camp and he clearly has lost his step and he feels like i'm I'm doing the Cardinals a disservice then he retires I think he's coming back I think it's only a matter of time now
1: I mean if he gets two and a half million dollars three million dollars I mean he still adds to his, you know, non-quarterback NFL history-making amount of money that he's made, he's going to have made under like close to 185 million dollars in his career. I mean, he's not going to be able to find a job where he's going to be able to make two, hundred, two and dollars. I don't not care at this point. No, I mean, done. even if he goes works as an analyst somewhere, it's th- that it's not that lucrative. So it's as far as a guy who loves to make money and is a businessman, he's going to his best way to make that type of cash is to play, and there's going to be an interesting opportunity for him, I'm sure, but, you know, even if it's at the end of training camp and right before the regular season, they could get him in the door and he'll be ready to go. It is kind of, I don't know, Alex, I don't know if you disagree with that. I just, that's, it's it's. Quite- I disagree with the source. Well, I I don't I care that.
0: about what that person says at I mean, all. Um, Donovan is the best son that the Phoenix Suns have. I mean, you can throw a lot of stuff at the wall. I don't think that he's going to come in for $3 million. He never has. He never has.
1: Well, he's never so been what, asked I don't to. know. He's never been asked to. And he's, he's never had a humbling season like he did in 2020.
0: I I just don't. Because we haven't seen it before. Like a lot of things we've talked about this offseason. Like Chase Edmonds taking over the RB1 role. We haven't seen it yet. So we can't say one way or the other if it's going to be a possibility. I just don't see Fitz coming back for less than like five mil. I, or six mil. I just don't. And I, listen, don't they I don't might, see they it. They might pay him that. I mean, which is which is a waste of like it's I well, understand how important Larry I'm Fitzgerald is to the organization. Why would it be a waste? I, like, with your well, a like you're burning? A waste is a very a waste is a very that's too strong of words because I understand how important. Obviously, how important Larry Fitzgerald is. Larry Fitzgerald has made thirty three million dollars, forty four million dollars. Right. Over the last four years, he probably made double of what the worth was on the field in that time. So the fact that him getting paid more where you could I don't know. I mean, at this point, obviously, there's not as many free agents as there could have been to help Steven Nelson would have been nice for four million dollars to Bullshit the cornerback room. If you're gonna give Larry Fitzgerald six five or six million dollars, it's it's they weren't gonna do it anyway though. They weren't
1: they weren't just like that wasn't a little nest egg for Larry Fitz. Do you I think mean, that Larry Fitzgerald
0: feel- should get paid six million dollars to come no. back and play with the Cardinals? No. No, it's not his
1: market. It's not what his market should yield. But if at this point, if you have the cap space like they do, they've they've paid everybody. There's nobody right now that they could go get. What's it hurt? I mean, it's just going to sit there.
2: Yeah, I just I think that it's a it's a legacy spot. They've made it clear. I mean, what other player would have a spot open for him on a team that continually invests in that position, and yet his spot is open. That tells me that they're going to pay him not 11 million dollars but it's not going to be the vet minimum and I I also feel like listen if Larry had intended to retire and not play football this year it would have happened already he would have made a statement to the media Tim Duncan like and would have gone off into the sunset and made it clear I'm done I'm 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 focusing on other things I've had a great career
1: Yeah I don't know about that either I mean this might be his way because he's he said there's not going to be any podium there's not going to be any tears it, this could just be his way of quietly just disappearing. Who knows? But it's not quiet. We talk, we talk about
2: it all the time until he makes some. You
1: have to make some kind of a statement. He might not. I mean, he's he's a different. He's cut from a different cloth than most superstars. It's uh, it's a story that's going to continue throughout Cardinals training camp. And it's probably going to be more amplified as we get closer and closer to the season. Johnny Venerable, read his latest work, Revenge of the Birds dot com. Listen to the Revenge of the Birds podcast. Um, Big happy birthday, belated happy birthday to your co-host, Blake Murphy. Does great work over there. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Another great week of podcast. Check out all our YouTube videos, please, on our YouTube channel, Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Check us out on Twitter as well, at AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, at Johnny Venerable, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. You guys have a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Last week without football, next week it's on. We'll talk to you guys then. It's Locked On Cardinals.